Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast, MashaAllah Sisters. My name is Hawa Anno and I am here with a very special guest. Her name is Farhi and she is a host of Bantuology and I'm very excited to have her here. Um, hello Farhi, how are you doing today? Thank you Hawa for having me on your podcast. I am thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm, um, I'm very excited to see what... Um, to hear more stories or what uh, what else that this podcast has to bring um and yeah my day was good thank you for asking um i hope your day was good as well of course my day is also good as well um i worked from home um but i have to go in tomorrow but i have friday off and then i go into break for a week so i'm very excited um yeah that's that's exciting i'm, I'm off um for a week for about a week and a half too so really I'm okay very excited for student. the long break no, 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 because from work. Oh, really? Why? Uh, well, I'm just taking vacation for, um, I believe, from the 23rd to the 2nd of January. Just taking a long vacation. Is there a reason why those, uh, why those dates? Um, well, it's because we have the 23rd off, and we also have Monday the 26th off, and we also have um, the uh-huh. 30th off. So I just took three days off in between next uh-huh. week. I just took three days because I was only working three days. So I was like, let me just take those days off and just relax because uh, it's the end of the year. Yeah. And I work with the I work with school, the school districts, and all the school districts are closed. So I wouldn't really be doing anything anyways. Uh, yeah, that's so, why I asked. Cause I was like, yeah, that's why I'm off too because I work for a university and they have those weeks off. Yeah, that's so, I'm glad. No more, I don't have to work during those times. <laughs> that's true. Also, um, going back to what you said about um, how excited you are to be on this podcast. I am. I um, had discovered your podcast um, this summer, I believe. Somebody mm-hmm. had like linked it on Snapchat and it was about your episode on, I believe it was. Oh, schizophrenia. Yes, yes. I, I listened to the whole thing in one day. Like it was, it was really good. <laughs> I, thank you yeah that was um that was one of not to not to choose favorites but that was one of my favorite um episodes just because the person I was interviewing they were very very open with um with their experience and that's what I was looking for um for my podcast to just find individuals that are open about their experience and not really feel ashamed or feel like people will um or care about what people's judgment would be towards them sharing their experience because I think that's something that um, is very important and something that hopefully we can have more in the future within our community. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought the person that you interviewed did a really good job. He like was like from, because he was, like did it in a form of like storytelling from like mm-hmm. when he discovered it and his experience being in jail and going through that. Like I, I feel like I was with him. Like it was such a good interview. So I, I give you a, a lot of props. <laughs> thank you. He did most of the work. So, but th- <laughs> I think but I really thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, take the floor. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> but it was it was an amazing episode. So, and I I had messaged you during the summer, and I was like, oh, like, are you gonna be like, I'm t- putting out more episodes? And you had said that you were thinking about doing a different, like, going a different route. And like, do you remember? Um, yeah, I remember when we text. I believe I um, I was telling you about where I got my inspiration from. I mm-hmm. used to watch this TV, um, this YouTube series called Soft White Underbelly. 
and it basically just explores um, childhood traumas of um, certain different people, like um, like prostitutes, yeah, um, people who have drug issues, mm-hmm. just like different types of people. And it, I realized from watching all those episodes that everything starts from your childhood, and it actually took me. Um, it, it helped me start my journey of like rediscovering myself and looking back at my um, childhood to see maybe the way I'm acting now is is because of events that happened in my childhood that I just stored to the, on the back of my brain to not remember. So that kind of helped me. I was like, okay, if yeah. I'm feeling this way, I'm pretty sure there's other people who also feel this way. Yeah. You know, so I was like, let me try to see if there's more people out there who have these experiences that, you know, might be willing to share them. Yeah. And is that like what inspired your, your podcast? Yeah, that inspired me as well as, of course, the Digital Sisterhood podcast. I yeah. think a lot of us yeah. get our inspiration from them. Me too. <laughs> that Them and then um, also um, uh, the... Let's Talk Bantus, but I was listening to digital. When I came across Let's Talk Bantus, I was just like, oh my God, Ahado and um, her co-host, um, I think her name, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to mess it up, but Ahado and her co I was like, mm-hmm. when I came across that, I automatically, I was like, I need to contact Ahado. Like, who is this girl? That's how, that's how I felt like with you. <laughs> that's how I felt with her. I was just like, I've been feeling like, I've been feeling this way. I've been wanting to start a platform, but me I didn't too. know where I wanted. I didn't know if it was going to be YouTube. And I didn't know if there was people like me. Me too. It. And I was just like, I came across Ahado. I was like, I messaged her. I listened to all her episodes. I was like, girl, I need to get in contact with you because I was just feeling so inspired. And so, so her idea. Yeah, I think her, she pushed me, like her podcast pushed me. The Digital Sisterhood was like, okay, there's Muslim women, Somali women doing that. It's pretty interesting. But when I heard Ahado, I'm just like, someone like me who has the same, very similar background is doing this and talking about things that I also want want to address. Yeah. So I thought that was, um, I was, I thought that was pretty amazing just to see her. And I think representation is important in mm-hmm. like in certain things like we, sometimes we want to do something but we don't feel like we don't see the representation we don't see people like us doing it so we're kind of scared to take that next step yeah so it's like it's like basically like the me too movement where those you know survivors were not talking about what what had happened to them in the past but as soon as one person came out they were like okay now everybody's coming out everybody's yeah. telling their story so that's that it kind of had that kind of effect on me of just coming out and being able to see someone doing it. I'm like, okay, if she can do it, then what what's stopping me from doing it? Exactly. And for me, like in the beginning, what was stopping me was like, well, there's already like other podcasts like Bontology, like um, Let's Talk Bontu. There were like other ones too that were coming out a lot during the summer as well. And I was like, well, there's already other people doing it. But like, like we talked about before we like started recording, how like it doesn't matter like if there are other podcasts like talking about the same thing, it doesn't matter if it's the same message. Like it, it needs, there needs to be more, like we need to create more spaces for these conversations to happen. Even if two podcasts are talking about the same thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think there's nothing wrong with doing the same thing someone else is doing. And I think more of us should be more, should try to be open to, um, when it comes to doing things that are already being done, because just because they're doing it doesn't mean that there isn't space for you. There's always space for everybody. 
No. Uh, yes, I agree. Podcasts do an amazing job of like creating spaces for us to talk about topics that are very important to us and that impact us as like Bantu women, which is the reason why I started my podcast, Mashallah Sisters. Um, and like one of the big parts of being a Bantu woman in our culture is marriage. So, um, and I wanted to invite guests like Fadi herself um, to talk about the, our experiences being in the culture and being married. Um, and you can begin how long have you been married um you can talk about your experience just start off however you want to start off okay <laughs> well I'll just dive right in <laughs> <laughs> well I think um it's important for us before we even consider marriage to understand what it means to be married like if you look mm -hmm. at the Webster's Dictionary for marriage it's normally like a legal or a Formal, rec formal <laughs> recognized union of two people um, as partners in a personal relationship. So basically, when you're considering marriage, you should be real. You should be ready to join a partnership with someone. Mm -hmm. um, and myself, I've been married for about two years now. Alhamdulillah, and it's it's been a it's been a journey these past two years. But I couldn't have started this with anybody other than my husband before you met your husband were you like were you one of those couples who like dated or like have known each other for a while and then you got married like how did how did you and your husband meet and like how how did you come to the decision that you wanted to marry him so um me and my husband met on a um islamic dating app it used to be called Muzmatch, but i believe they call it muz now i think so um before i even met him i really um I wanted to get married. I wanted to start a relationship and um, end it with marriage. And I wanted to, I wanted to make sure the person I was starting the marriage with, or I mean the relationship with, mm -hmm. had the same um, the same plan. So that's you know that's what led me to um, going on that app in the first place. When I met my now husband, it was, it was. It was, I was really like the one that's like, okay, so do you want to get married or not? And I remember what, just very, very early on, maybe like three months um, into knowing each other, um, mm -hmm. he was just like telling me like, hey, like, I think you should try to focus on, um, on yourself, try to make sure you're mentally ready, physically ready, emotionally mm -hmm. ready, and spiritually ready for marriage, because it is a big deal. It's not really something that you just jump to. Um and to me, I was just like, we met on a dating app. Like, what What do you mean? Like, you're telling me that I have to be physically, emotionally, all those kind right. of um, ready. So I was like, okay, he, he must be on something. But um, after a while, I kind of let that sink in. Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, okay, I'm probably not ready in certain aspects. I'm probably not emotionally, spiritually, um, physically ready for marriage. So... Mm -hmm. um after that conversation we had we spoke I was still I was still in school pursuing my first degree um mm -hmm. and I was um I tried to focus not about marriage not about the relationship but I try to focus on finishing my degree because I that was something that was important to me mm -hmm. um and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get married and like have to pause my education and you know you know if I know what what happens yeah after you get married so mm -hmm. um I took his, his advice and I focused on myself and I finished my school and um that was about like two one and a half two years of um just talking and um and you have been focusing and on you guys myself. were like long distance for this long too right 
Ah, uh, yes, we we were in long distance, different time zones, so um, it wasn't easy. Yeah. But me focusing on myself the whole time, it kind of made it easier. For like, it kind of made it easier for me because I wasn't really worried about or stressed about a relationship. I wasn't like crying over a man overnight. Like mm-hmm. it was like me focusing on on myself. He was basically like um, a mentor, if I can say that, throughout mm-hmm. that time. So like, I'm going to kind of back up again a bit. You had said that you'd known him three months until you brought, you brought up the question of, um, like, I'm like, my intentions are to get married. Like, before you, like, brought, brought up to him, like, were you, like, like, did you see him and you're like, okay, this is the, the man that I want to marry and had that conversation. Like, what, what was your thought process when you came up to that, to him, to ask him about marriage three months in? So my thought process was we met on a Muslim dating app, mm-hmm. so I don't expect anything less. Um, mm. When you try to pursue a relationship with me, I don't expect it to be less than a marriage. Like mm-hmm. that's what that's what my thought process was. And at the time, there was a lot more going on in my personal life, so I was just hewn into the idea of if we meet on a dating app, Muslim dating app, yeah. and you're a Muslim, I'm a Muslim, Yeah. why are you talking to me if your intentions are marriage. not marriage? Yeah. So that was, that was, what's, that was what was on my mind at that time. It's like, we're both Muslim. I need to know what your intentions are because mm-hmm. I don't want to continue this relationship if you're not seeing something long-term. Exactly. Okay, so three months in, you guys have that conversation that he tells you to focus on yourself. And then so a couple of years go by, and then you finish your studies. Is that where we are? Uh, yeah, I finished, um, I finished school like uh, 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and then um, I think at that point, once I had my degree, I was like, you know, I think I do want to get married. I still wasn't really... Um, I don't know if I was 100% ready, but I was like, I think that's the next step in my life. Um, I remember I ended up praying a staccato one night. I was like, God, um, Ya Allah, if, if this man is meant for me, please mm-hmm. um, give me signs. If he's not meant for me, then um, get him away from my life. Just take him away. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll cry. I'll cry and I'll get over it. And then like the next morning, he ended up like coming without really telling me. He, like, I think he pretended to be, like, upset at me the, wow. the whole day. And then he ended up coming. <laughs> That's cute. Without, <laughs> without telling me. And then I was, like, I was so surprised. And then he ended up meeting my mom and my siblings. And a um, um, few weeks um, to a month later, um, I believe, um, I, I told him, like, when he came, I was like, you need to also speak to my dad. I think he spoke to my dad. Wow. Um, and then proposed and then I was like okay wow. now you gotta there's other things you need to speak to my dad about like bride price and all that mm-hmm. other stuff my head and all that um and then a month later we got married that's crazy yeah it was it was a pretty fast process it was <laughs> it was really quick it was really quick but yeah. alhamdulillah I felt like um Allah made it so easy for me yeah. to get married my my parents were not making a big deal out of it and um Nobody in my family was making a big deal out of it. It was, like, the quickest thing. I always hear people have, like, such a struggle, like, um, getting married and, like, having to do all that planning and all that stress. Well, I, it was just stress-free. Like, from the wow. time he proposed, from our NICA, um, our NICA day, it was just really, really fast and 
easy. So the process was super easy for me. Alhamdulillah. So, and then through the whole process of like, like how were, how was like your, like your parents, because I feel like when it comes to like marriage, like Bantu parents have a lot of like say in like um, how, how the wedding is going to be, like who their child's getting married to, their families. Like I just feel like it's like a whole family like event as opposed to like American wedding, American marriages or weddings, you know? So how were your parents in this situation when you were going through all this? Well, I'm a pretty um, strong-minded person and alhamdulillah, I come from a family of people who are like not all up in your business. Like mm-hmm. it's more of tell us what to do and we'll do it type mm. of real, type of family um so you know i told my family like look i'm gonna i want to get married now like i want to get married now and this is how i want it to go mm-hmm. like i i planned out my my nikah i was like i want to get married i want to go get married at the nikah i mean at the masjid i want to get married at the masjid mm-hmm. i don't want a lot of people there you don't need to invite all all your all your friends cousins I only want important people there. Oh, we're going to cater this food. So I was just like, uh, this is what I need. And I need all hands on deck. So if you're, if you're, if you have, if you're objecting, then I don't really want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So my family, I mean, my mom was very open. My, my mom is very open. And, you know, my dad, you know, some bad two parents, they just bad two dads. They only care about me, like the mom. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> They were like, he was just like, what's the mile? Give me my money. I'll, I'll, I'll be there at the masjid. I'll give you away. So Yeah. Um, I feel like it's like getting married as like the older child, like the older daughter of a family is very different. Like being another like child, another daughter getting married. Like how was, was that? Was your experience also different in that way? Like, um, like, what do you mean? Like my experience with my family or? Because you're the oldest child and you got married at 22, he said. Well, the oldest daughter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest child. The yeah, oldest child, ever. yeah. And like Bantu parents, like when their oldest daughter is getting married, like it's a big deal, you know. I think my parents were more sad than happy, <laughs> 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 just because like being the oldest child, I was I'm in control of almost every everything in the home. So they were like, they were basically losing like an asset. <laughs> if I'm going to put it that way, I think um, they were very they were happy for me, of course. But they were also like pretty sad, and because I was moving away too, I was I wasn't gonna yeah. stay in the same state since he lives in a different state. I was gonna move away, so that that was um, it was really sad for them to to have to lose me. And yeah. I, like I said, I'm pretty the way my fam- family dynamic is. Um, it wasn't really structured to where I felt like I needed to save my family's reputation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I understood that whatever happens or whatever I do, it's going to affect me long term. And mm-hmm. even if my family cries about it for like two weeks, at the end of the day, they're going to just look at me and it's going to yeah. affect me. So I yeah. learned that from an early um, from an early age and I've um, I've made sure that I wasn't ever going to get pressured into doing things just because I wanted to save my family's face. Wow. When did you realize that? And what made you realize that? I realized that at a a very, very young age. I can't, I I mean, I would say, I don't know, maybe 15 or even younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always was like, okay, whatever happens to me is happening to me. Nobody's going to really get affected long term. And that's something that I always tell my siblings, like, whatever you do now, yeah, it's bad. And it might make 
you know, the family look bad. Either way, it's going to affect you long term. No, that's interesting that you learned that because, like, I feel like being the, the older daughter in a family, you know, especially in the Bantu family, like, and you're, charge of, you're in charge of everyone, everything, like, you kind of, like, learn to, like, kind of put everyone's needs, needs first and, like, kind of worry about yourself later. And you're always, like, for the family, like, you always make decisions based on the family um, because you were raised as the older daughter, you know? So, like, for a lot of people, like, it's really hard to, like, make decisions that only benefit them or, like, that only keep them in mind because, like, for so long, they had to, like, consider everyone's, everyone before they consider themselves, you know? So I think it's really mm -hmm. interesting that you came to that conclusion at such a young age and, like, also told you, like, brought that to your siblings, too. Like, that's very impressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think it also just depends on the family dynamic. I do agree that a lot of Bantu people, uh, like, Bantu families do suffer from that, like, imbalance of the oldest really just having to take care of everybody but herself. And mm -hmm. um, I think I went through that for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I just knew that long-term. Because it's like when I, I realized that I, I was, when I was hurting inside, like nobody was there. Yeah. Like nobody was there when I was hurting inside. Mm -hmm. And that's just how you have to look at things. Like nobody knows when you're hurting, mm -hmm. only you know. So so why why do you why should you worry about everybody else? Because nobody's worried about you. Like nobody's mm -hmm. worried about you when you're hurting. Nobody's like checking checking up on you. And it's not like they're they're meaning to do it on purpose. Right. But they yeah. just don't know what's on the inside. They don't know what's going on with you. Going back to like being the oldest daughter in the family, um, and like having to be forced to like like focus on everyone but yourself. Like I think another issue that happens in the family that is like people not knowing how to like conflict do conflict resolution or like kind of get along with your partner when you got married like one thing you had to learn was like learning to like kind of resolve issues with your husband like and be a, a good wife like can you talk more about that experience yeah I think when I first got married like um our my communication skills were just they 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 were they were non-existent like I did not really understand how to communicate I felt like um, I like my husband should be able to like read my mind if I feel a certain way. Right. I would, like I would, I would have this this small beef with myself because he did something that I didn't like, but I didn't know how to express it. Or if he would say something, or we get into a heated argument, I would for me I would be like, okay, well I'll just let it go and not talk to you until and then tomorrow I'll 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 cook you some food and then we'll go back to talking mm. because. And I did that for like the first few months in our marriage, but I realized that I those were things that my mom did or my nah. parents did when they were. That was I was just basically mimicking their marriage because mm -hmm. I was like, they whenever they get in an argument that's super heated and they're not talking, they just my mom just goes in the kitchen and makes him some food and then mm -hmm. brings it to him and it was everything was okay. Mm -hmm. So I unconsciously was doing that for the first few months in my marriage and not really talking about the issues that were there. I was just like, okay, mate, I'll just, I'll just make you some food and um, it'll be over. So I, I, I was like, oh no, I cannot, I cannot turn into my parents. That's when I was like, okay, maybe I need to figure out what um, methods are and what my communication, his communication styles and my communication styles and, um, maybe I can try to sit down and understand where he's coming from when he's frustrated yeah. with me. And I can try to make him understand where I'm coming from and just basically talk, 
talk it out. Like, tell him, like, I, I think you did this. I didn't like that. You know, you took out the trash and you didn't put a trash bag back in. That kind of irritates me because <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, communication is key. And I that's one thing that our parents do not teach us. They do not teach us how to communicate. They they don't they themselves don't know how to communicate with each other. So mm-hmm. how do you, I, I mean how do you expect how do you expect it? So they only taught us what they what they knew. So the, that's something that I had to learn, and like I think that's something that many of us have to have to learn, like how to communicate. No, I agree. I agree. When you realize that communication was an issue for you, like what made you want to get better at it? Like was it because? Like, just why? Like, because you loved your husband so much, you were like, I'm, I want to get I want to get better for the both of us. Or, like, what inspired you to make that change? I didn't want to end up like my parents. Mm. I just did not. Like, I think, if it, I think it's easier to hate someone and um, when you don't understand them. Like, it's easier to hate someone when you feel like they don't understand you. And I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't want to be in that relationship where we're only in it because we feel like we have to be and we're too scared to like, um, we're too scared of what others will think, you know, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of our parents are in like relationships mm-hmm. where they kind of feel stuck. They yeah. will never tell you, mm-hmm. but they kind of feel stuck and they don't really want to be in it because they, they don't really know how to talk to each other. And I don't, I didn't want that. I don't, I didn't get married to, 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 to hate my husband. Like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get married to, to get divorced. Right. So I got, I, I, that's not, that wasn't my plan when I got in. So I was like, I needed to make some changes in order to make my marriage work. And obviously not only me, like, obviously we both decided that we want to, we want to make changes to, to make it work. So we, we communicate to try to, um, try to better help our relationship and uh, and to be honest we we barely have any problems but just like I said if you have if you don't know how to communicate the smallest things will feel like it will feel like it's like a really big deal and it feels you'll feel like you can't stand it like the smallest thing you'll the smallest thing would be the reason why you get divorced because you don't understand how to communicate Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so instead of like you like instead of the issue happening and then you ignoring it and then clicking and then waiting till the waiting to say it like what do you do now like what ha- things have you started changing implementing um so right um right now I don't I when I get upset I don't try to like hold it and I I express myself I would give myself maybe an hour or two and then I would bring up the the topic hey I just I didn't like that you did this like it's as it made me uncomfortable or it made me like feel a certain way that you're you're continuing not to do this and I think that's the I think once you have a conversation and then it's up to your partner or you to continue to implement it if my husband comes to me saying I don't like this then then it's up to me to to try to obviously empathize with him try to acknowledge what he's saying acknowledge his feelings and then, okay, now I have to mm-hmm. do better. Mm-hmm. So I have to try to make the conscious decision to do better yeah. at whatever um, the thing is. Yeah, and I also think it's really important to, like, I, I feel like 
like it's really important to not feel like your partner is like intentionally doing those things to hurt you and i think it also just kind of goes back to like um like we mentioned like ahado's um her her podcast um let's talk bond too she had an episode about like on parents and like and made a comment about like your parents being your first bullies like i feel like growing up like i felt like my mom had like six siblings six six um daughters and it always felt like she was fighting with all her siblings with all her daughters like i always felt like i was fighting with my mom every single day and I feel like because and that translated to a lot of my relationships and how I communicate so whenever like my friends like saying anything negative I'm like oh my god like they're doing this like attack me like they're doing this to hurt me like why would they do that like they know it's it it makes me feel this way like they're doing it to hurt me you know like um and then I had to learn that like like if if it's a friend and they care about me like why would they try to hurt me like I like me thinking that way is like a trauma response like first I have to like give them grace give them the benefit of the doubt and be like okay like it, it probably is a misunderstanding like I'm gonna bring it up and like talk about how it made me feel and why they did it and like if they can't if they don't do it again um but I think it's really important to like not feel like you're fighting with your with your spouse but to like feel like to be like like they would they love me too much to like intentionally hurt me like it has to be a misunderstanding like let's talk about it you know yeah and that takes a lot of practice Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of practice to get to that mindset of okay they love me they will not do this intentionally and I think it's like it's important to understand um um, it's important for you to have boundaries even within a marriage Mm -hmm. like there has to be certain things that you cannot stand for your husband to do like there's certain things or your wife like Mm -hmm. you have to have boundaries like if they do this then I can't because you know there's you want you want to be you want to tell yourself oh they love me they love me they love me they wouldn't do this but if it's a behavior that's constantly happening then you have Mm -hmm. to reevaluate like you're thinking okay Mm -hmm. do they really love me or are they actually doing that on purpose so there's oh there's I think there's layers to it Mm -hmm. layers to it and every situation Mm -hmm. is different yeah. So you can't really make a decision about your partner based on what your friend did mm-hmm. when when her husband and her had the had that similar problem because you guys are two different individuals. Exactly. You guys come from two different backgrounds, two different environments you guys were raised in. So you can't expect the same thing that works for them to work for you. You have to do what works for your situation and your relationship. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, like going, going um along the same path of like, like the things that you learned um while you're married. Um, is there anything that you would like to tell your younger self before you got married? Um, I would tell myself, my younger self, to learn how to communicate with people. You know, just learn to communicate. Learn to understand. Um, that not everybody's gonna have the same communication style as you not everybody's gonna feel comfortable expressing their feelings right after a conflict like it's okay for someone to want to take a breather and as long as it's like they're like gonna come back to it like it's annoying when 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 the person is just not telling you that they're going to come back to the conversation. They're just like, okay, I'll think about it. And I'm not talking about it ever. That is different. That's Mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. than like someone who just needs time to calm down Mm -hmm. before continuing the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I feel like with my younger self, I, I don't think there's nothing, there's anything that can really prepare you for living with someone. Mm. That's just the thing. There's nothing that can prepare you for living with someone. I think if I, my younger self, like maybe when I was like 18, 19, I would have um, went into therapy because I think mm-hmm. that would have helped me even more with my self-development. I would have um, um, 
it would have allowed me to catch some of my traumas a little faster so I wouldn't be projecting onto um mm-hmm. onto my husband or onto mm-hmm. my friends or onto my family members. Um, that's one thing I would tell myself: just go to therapy, mm-hmm. go to therapy. And also, one thing, another thing I would tell my pre-married self is go to premarital counseling mm-hmm. and talk to someone because I think I, I a lot of people not even Muslims and even non-Muslims people just don't go to premarital counseling they think oh you have to wait till you're married to go to counseling mm-hmm. no get go to counseling if you're thinking about marrying someone go to um go to um there's a lot of Muslim ca- premarital counseling um classes or people who do premarital counseling who are Muslim or go to a shag and make mm-hmm. sure that you're um your values align with your future spouse's values because that's another thing if your values don't align it's it's going to be harder for you to um, navigate the marriage yeah I agree and my last question is um because I am really my podcast is to like uplift um put more attention on conversations that heavily impact Bantu women um and we're talking about marriage um like do you have any like, what are certain conversations or issues that you think we need to talk about more when it comes to marriage in our culture um, for Bantu women? I think as a Bantu woman, it's important for you not to feel pressured to get married. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not the end of the world if you're not married by a certain age. I look back and I just be like, what What was I smoking that I got married at 22? <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's old to Bantu people. <laughs> so, yeah, to Bantu people, that's like, man, she, she she's getting gray hair at 22. <laughs> like her eggs are dying. <laughs> yeah, her eggs are dying. But like, if you think about it, our brains don't fully develop until like we're 25. And before you reach the age of 25, you have a higher chance of choosing the wrong, the wrong partner. Mm. Um, that it, it might not be right. It might not be correct for everybody in every situation. Like for me, I was able to choose a correct, the right partner, a good partner um, before I was 25. But I think that also has to do with just my background and be me being the oldest and all of that. But it's like, give yourself time, wait you know, you don't need to get married. There's other things in life that you you can do or you, you should focus on other than marriage. And if you want to get married, no shame. If you want to get married young, no shame. But just understand who you're marrying. You, you need to make sure that they're not someone who's going to um, abuse you in any way, physically, verbally, mentally, um, even financially. You don't want anybody who's going to be super abusive. You need to have your mm-hmm. eyes open and if you like someone, you need to, I, I wish, you know, I feel like um, in Islamically, bent, Islamically parents are supposed to pay more attention to who their their daughter wants to marry and like mm. actually do background research mm. on them. Some, I wish Bantu people or parents were more genuinely hands-on mm. with the marriage process, not mm-hmm. just saying, oh, um, don't embarrass us. You yeah, know? yeah. Instead of just saying, <laughs> don't embarrass us, I would say, be like, okay, are you thinking about getting married? If you are, like, who's who, what kind of guys are you talking to? How, how does their financial um, situation look? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how is it not, not how much money that can they give us for mile? Like, how much mile can he pay? No, it's like, how are their finances? Like, generally, can this man take care of you if you were to leave our house? Mm. But I don't think we do that. I, I, I wish we did. I, I really, really, really 
wish we did but yeah we don't but yeah like women focus on like um go travel you know focus on your career building yourself like make um save a lot of money invest Mm -hmm. like be do whatever you want to do before you you get married because marriage sometimes with the right person it doesn't stop you from all of that but like have once you get married and you have a child it's gonna be so much harder to do those things yeah i agree is there anything else you want to say shout out it's like any last minute words anything glad that we had this conversation um thank you so much for having me on i wish um i hope this helps people i hope um um it's something that we can openly talk about because a lot of us are married and um i think it's if we share our marriage experience not only the bad also the good it can also help someone because you never know what someone is struggling with um Mm -hmm. especially in marriages you never know what someone is struggling with so maybe you coming out and saying um admitting your faults and or like the things that you that's worked for your marriage maybe that might help them they might use some of the um advice Mm -hmm. that might help them or if, if you're in a bad situation just coming out you know that might help someone else come out and leave that bad situation so um I just hope that we get to be more open um about our experiences without feeling like we're gonna get where can can our listeners find you yeah so um my my podcast is um bantuology um and it's on instagram uh it's on uh, apple podcast spotify um i'm i've only four episodes in uh maybe i'll get back to it um and if anybody needs any advice you can contact me on instagram at, on at bantuology um, also uh, my main page on instagram is funny that did but um but you can reach me at bantuology for the most part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well thank you for being on here i enjoyed talking to you i enjoyed listening about your experience Um, And I hope to have you back soon again. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great evening.